Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If there's ever been a year to make the moms in your life feel loved and appreciated on Mother's Day, it's this one. That's why this year I'm sending my mom a story worth subscription this Mother's Day. With families still being separated this year, Mother's Day is the one day that you could tell your mom just how special she really is to you and all of your family. That's why this year I'm honoring my mom on Mother's Day with a heartfelt, sentimental gift that the whole family can cherish together forever with StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your mom, grandmother, mother-in-law, and every mother figure in your life share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with them, especially if you can't be together in person. Every week, StoryWorth emails your mom a different story prompt and questions you never thought to ask, like what was the best advice your mother ever gave you? And if you could choose any talents to have, what would they be? And my personal favorite, what was I like as a kid growing up? StoryWorth has helped numerous families learn about each other in profound and special ways, and their testimonials will practice practically move you to tears. In fact, StoryWorth has already created a powerful experience for me because when I asked my mom that question, she told me exactly what I wanted to hear and that was I was the perfect child growing up. But there's no shortage of surprises when reading the weekly stories and they make your family feel close even if you're not together. But here's the best part and this is the whole entire package. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your mom's stories, including photos into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped to you for free. And that works because you never know what to get your mom for Mother's Day. And this time, it's the gift that keeps on giving. With the StoryWorth book, your stories last forever. Now get ready, because here's the call to action. Give your mom the most meaningful gift this Mother's Day with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to StoryWorth.com slash eyes up here, and you'll get 10 dollars off your first purchase that's right ten dollars off your first purchase that's storyworth.com slash eyes up here for ten percent off you can tell them that chad and francine sent you we want to wish all the mothers out there a happy mother's day 2021 and we want to thank storyworth for joining the eyes up here family all right 
Let's get it going right here, right now. This is Eyes Up Here. Oh, I have my real name on here today. This is... (laughs) It's Eyes Up Here, and I would say you're normally joined by the Chadster, but I got my real name up there today. I know. What's, why, why? I don't know. So I'm Ian today, uh, but welcome to Eyes Up Here, and I'm joined, of course, as always, by the Queen of Extreme, the one and only Francine. What's up? You're here with Ian today, not Chad. I, I, I don't know who this Ian is. Who Who is he? <laughs> Wow, I hope a, he's. I hope he's nicer and more modest than Chad is. What a dork! What a what a dork that guy is. He didn't even pay attention to the screen. Um, I am dripping wet right now, and not not in the way you guys are thinking. Uh, oh, my hair. It's not because Ian's on the screen, right? It's no. being, okay, all right. Just making sure. Um, no, I got out of the shower and I ran downstairs and pulled my hair back. So, um, yeah. Sorry about that. I ran out of time today. Hubs had to run to work and I was uh, doing double duty in the house. So, um, you know, I made it, but I am not as glamorous as I usually am. No, yeah, I think you look good. You know, everything's all set. We have a good uh, show on tap. We actually have a pre-recorded interview, uh, but a long one. Uh, So we'll keep the, uh, the, the kind of the front part of this a little short, but we'll get a little catch up on what's going on. Last weekend, you did your virtual signing with uh, RF Video, signed by Superstars. It was, you know, again, multiple hours of extra added entertainment. And just- <laughs> the singing, the dancing, the trying of things. Like you, you, you turn a virtual signing into an experience. <laughs> I turn it, uh, it's a party. That one is a party. Like I just, I don't know. I've done a couple of them now and that's the most fun. You know, we just, we're just idiots and it's, it's just so fun to watch. So, so, so we've talked about jelly beans being, you know, different flavors and you've tried some candies from all around the world, but sure. I'm not a fan of these and I wouldn't even try a regular flavored, but you, what, what were these peeps that you were talking about? These Sriracha peeps or what were the peeps that oh, everybody was talking about? I don't know. Betty had them and she, okay. forgot, she forgot to bring them, but they taste like Sriracha and I Yuck. don't like peeps anyway. I'm a big marshmallow person. Uh, I don't like peeps. They, I, they just don't appeal to me. But I had the fiery five, uh, being boozled set. Okay, so that's what it was. I, I I was in and out, so that's what it was. You, I knew you had something. Yeah, that's what I had in studio with me. So okay. I was making everybody try a jelly bean, and it went from number one, which is the least hot, to number five, which I think was like um, wasn't a ghost pepper, but it was it was like hot, and I can't even have like black pepper. <laughs> so for me. <laughs> It was difficult, and I had I had a bottle of water, and I had my water, the little cap, you know? Yeah. I had it to the side, and I was like, I would suck on the jelly bean, but I would take it out, and I would, like, put it in the cap, and Rob caught me, and he made me, he made me chew and swallow. Oh, hey. <laughs> what are you, a magician? You're trying to trick well, the secrets here? They weren't really <laughs> hidden. It was, like, next to me where I was signing. They, they were, And he just happened to look over, and he goes, wait a minute. He goes, you're not swallowing yours. I'm like, no, I'm just kind of sucking on them and putting them in the thing. And I got in trouble. <laughs> so, but it was fun. Yeah, it looked like a lot of fun. I was in and out at T-ball and softball yeah. and everything going on. So I, I, I popped in a few times to say hi. Uh, our Patreon member, Rod, uh, dominated uh, the day. <laughs> Every time I turned around, Rod was getting talked about. So I felt like I was watching like an extension of uh, one of our extravaganzas. That we had. But, <laughs> yeah. Man, you, you do it so so well, and it's always so much fun. And I'm looking to buy that Shane Douglas T-shirt that you had that I couldn't find anything else about either. What the hell was that shirt? Yeah, wasn't that awesome? And it had the whole yeah. 
the whole promo in the background. It was it was great. I want one. So. I got to add it to my collection. Mm-hmm. What a, what a mark! So oh, you should have uh, been on it. Well. Okay. I wasn't going to outbid anybody who wanted it. You know, they added to their collection. Um, Trying to think what else is going on. I mean, it's been a crazy week, but, you know, what's uh, what's going on with you? How have you, how have you been doing? So, yeah, uh, a couple things. Um, I went to the dentist. Lovely. My braces. I can't get Invisalign. Mm-hmm. My mouth. I, I just can't do it because the way my teeth, $6,000. Whoa. Yeah. I that's, am a lot, that's a lot gutted. of Shane Douglas t-shirts to sell. <laughs> I'm gutted, as the uh, British say. I'm very, very upset about that. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's going to cost me a pretty penny. But um, hopefully it'll be worth it when I'm done. Yeah. And uh, But I can't get an appointment for another four to six weeks because <laughs> the guy's booked. And I'm just like, great. Mm-hmm. Um, and on a better note, I tried um, – you know how I told you I tried those gummies and they made me completely sick? Yes. So we have a friend who has a legit, is it dispensary? Dispen- yes, dispensary. Yeah. What it's called? Dispensary. Mm-hmm. So uh, him and his wife are um, advocates of this and they know everything, the ins and outs. And they gifted us uh, four, five milligram capsules of, uh, what's it called? In, in, in crap in indica i believe it's called um let me see no clue so i can't yeah yeah. indica it's indica um apparently the the stuff we had before is garbage and that's why i got so sick okay so the other night uh i didn't do it last night because i did twitch last night but the other night i tried it i did not get sick um my pain was still there but I felt like I slept deeper. Okay. Still woke up to pee, which pissed me off because it's supposed to like slow down your urge to go to the bathroom. It drops your blood pressure. What's that? Maybe we think of adult diapers when we uh, take a gummy <laughs> so we don't have to get up. Well, this wasn't even a gummy. This was a capsule. Oh, capsule. Okay. Caps, a capsule and yeah. adult diaper. It was, they don't have to get anywhere. It's a put, yeah. The there, there's there's different things for you know sh- different uh, I guess moods that you want to be in. This is the indica is supposed to make you like sleep well, help with pain. Uh, so I only tried it once, but the the good thing is I did not get sick. Good. I didn't have the spins. I didn't feel like I was going to vomit. Um, so I'm going to try it again and see if it helps me. Um, but you can pair it with like a ointment, a cream. That like I can put on my neck and my shoulders and my hands and anything that hurts me, and maybe the combination will just let me drift off into a happy place. Ooh, just fade away. I don't away. know. I'm not really down with the whole uh, weed thing. Yeah, I mean, when does it become like a full blown weed experience? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not gonna when does it cross the line. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I'm not gonna smoke it, and you know, I was told, well, maybe. You know, eventually you need to go up to 10 mil. I was like, whoa, I took one thing. Like, I'm not ready to start jumping around with doses. Like, this is crazy. But I am in pain. So I'm just trying, you know, we're trying stuff. Uh, We'll see if it works. But I was just super excited that I didn't get sick. Mm -hmm. Small victories, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, so. good to report. So next time we'll see where you go from there. So, yeah, we'll see. But uh, everybody said this stuff is great. So we'll see what happens. 
Interesting. Uh, I had my first COVID test a few days ago. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah. I'm hoping it was negative. It was negative. I got the results this morning. I got nice. it in 48 hours. So I, I wanted to mention this a few weeks ago. And we just got a, the show's got away from us. But my dad is being honored by the New York Mets. Uh, now it's a couple days ago. But um, so I'm actually going up to City Field to where the Mets play. And my dad, and I believe, the third inning. <laughs> so if you want to go back and watch it, if you have your MLB package, um, they'll play a little video for him. They'll uh, mention his uh, service time and his medals and his awards. And he gets a little round of applause from the uh, City Field faithful. And it's going to be, a, turns out, like a kind of like a little family, not reunion, but like a gathering. Um, my brother's going to be there, my uncle, a couple of my cousins, my aunt's going to be there. And it's uh, it's going to be pretty cool. But City Field and Yankee Stadium are the only Major League Baseball clubs presently that require a proof of vaccine or a negative COVID test within 72 hours to allow entry. So... I had to follow a schedule. When should I go get the test? When do I get the results back? And when can I go to the field? Do you feel it's because New York City is such a cesspool right now? I don't know, because California doesn't require it. California's bad. You know, Florida's up and down. I don't know. It's I guess New York is just maybe they're just trying to set the standard. The Buffalo Bills, which is, you know, northern New York, said that they're only allowing vaccinated people into the stadium in the, the football season next you know, this year and later in the year, and that they'll try to get full capacity, but you have to be vaccinated. So you have to share your card. Yeah. Yep. Proof of vaccination. I'm sorry. I don't agree with that at all. It's, it sucks. And I'll tell you like the tests, you know, it's not comfortable. It's not fun. I, I, I wouldn't go and do it again if I didn't have to, you know, and, and I've gone all this time without having to get one. But they take the biggest Q-tip that you can find and they shove it. And she goes, I'm not going to pick your brain. She goes, I'm just going to go uh, fish for some boogers, right? That's what she said. This is what the lady said to me. And yeah, boogers? Yeah, she goes, She goes. I'm going to fish for boogers is what she says, right? And she's a very nice lady. I get the humor. Um, and she goes, you might tear up a little bit. And I'm like, fun. Fuck that. I'm a man. I ain't going to tear up for shit. <laughs> I'm a man, baby. She goes up one side and I'm like. Oh, and then she goes up the other side. I'm like, oh, and I look at her and she's like, uh, okay, you're all set. I'm like, thank you. As I drive away. Do you show insurance? Yes. You do. Okay. Because um, last night when I was doing Twitch, something popped on uh, during the AEW broadcast. I think it might have been a commercial or something. Um, And it was CVS and, uh, or, or I got an email. I can't remember which one, but. They're selling COVID tests now for twenty three ninety nine. Okay, well. you can just run if you don't want to be bothered by going to you know one of the stations. You can just go to uh, CVS and buy this test, and you'll know in fifteen minutes if you have it or not. Well, I had to get a certain type of test. That was the other thing. There was either one rapid test that is in New York that I could have gotten, or this PCR test. I don't think that one's going to be this PCR test. Okay. Because it's a guaranteed 48 hour turnaround. The only thing I can give them credit for is if you think back to like March, April, when people were getting tests and they were getting lost and it was taking 10 days and people were sweating it out. Now it takes guarantee of 48 hours. And I had it even before the 48 hours. I mean, if I took the test and. 9.30 a.m. Tuesday, I had it at 5.30 a.m. today. So, wow. it was, uh, yeah, it was interesting. Again, I wouldn't do it again. It My nose was irritated for the rest of the day because just the inside of your nose is 
you know, if it gets inflamed from cotton, it's <laughs> that wasn't comfortable. So whatever, it's done. But I'm very I'm looking forward to going up to New York for the first time in almost five years. Uh, wow. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting one. Yeah. Um, just be careful. I was hoping to come back and see you on the way back, but we couldn't sync up yet again. Right now. Hmm. I think it's I'm taking it personal. The next time I will officially take it personal. <laughs> Don't take it personal because I offered to change plans and you said my family can't accommodate that. And I was like, huh? I said, Don't worry about it. I gotta get back. I gotta rush yeah. back. I even had my uncle uh offer lunch after uh, the thing I have on Saturday. And I was like, Okay, and I gotta run back. I was also offered a good buddy of mine has a signing out on Long Island with a couple uh wrestling superstars. He's like to come by, say hi. I was like, I cannot do it. I got to get right back to Virginia. Ah. I'm so yeah. in demand these days. Jeez. I know. I got a a, a text from uh, Brian Myers wanting to go to uh, Jimmy Seafood to do their podcast. But Ooh. the date that they offered, I'm not available for. So oh, interesting. Bummer. Maybe uh, in the future I can hook up with those guys. But uh, right now, I don't know. I have uh, May and July. Or the oh, and and I have something in November, but that's pretty oh, much it. That's a long time away. Yeah, that's that a might long as well away. be. That might as well be the future. All right, let's see. Uh, so we have a really cool interview today. I, I I was digging this one. I was listening to a lot of music afterwards. <laughs> listening listening to the stylings of Harry Slash. What a great uh, what a great guest that we had on. Yeah, he's um, and I've spoken to him afterwards uh, as well about a, a couple things, but um, yeah, he, he's, you know, he's been around as long as most of the guys have. So I knew he would have some good stories to tell and he did, he delivered. So um, <laughs> it's a good listen. The Paul Heyman story was my favorite by far, <laughs> but I won't spoil anything. I will say though, I listened to a 12 minute clip or video of all the different versions of the ECW song. There's like five different versions that were used. Guy's got some talent, you know, and he was there for a reason. Yeah. And I say I say it in their interview. Every time I hear it, I get goosebumps because it just brings me back to that place where I remember she's starting. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it. You know, we were so excited. And um, Harry was a big part of the company. So I'm, I'm glad we got to sit down and talk to him. All right. Throw it to the interview. No, throw Harry it to the Slash. interview. You, no, there you go. We just introduced him. It's Harry Slash. Woo. <laughs> so, Harry, um, I'm happy to see you. Back at you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I saw you right before the pandemic. I yeah. believe January of last year, you stopped by uh, the wrestling universe, was it? Something like that, yeah. I, uh, Jack Sabbath. Yeah. Yes. So uh, Shane and I got to chit-chat with you there for a little. It was I great to was, see you. No, that was... Not January. I think that was before that, wasn't it? No, that was my last signing. It was January of 2020. Okay. That was the last signing I did uh, in person. And I saw you there. Okay. I was happy to see you because it, it had been you. a while. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's start with this. What have you been up to lately? Sitting in the same chair I'm talking to you now for the last year. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, besides that, um Working on music? Are yeah, you doing prior, a real prior, job? Like, what's going prior, on in the world? Prior to the pandemic, 
I was about to start rehearsals. I had about a dozen shows booked for last year. I was going to be getting on the Newport Folk Festival, which is a really, really big music event up in Newport, Rhode Island. And then it all disappeared. Right. So I've been, I, I, like everybody else in my universe, have been writing this out. Uh, most of the people I know are in the entertainment world in some form or another. And it all came to a crashing halt last February, last March. Yep. Yeah. You know, a lot of my friends are not doing so well. I, I'm okay for the time being. I could ride this out for another six months to a year if I have to, but others can't. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, New York is is trying to figure things out. Uh, I believe live entertainment will start shortly, but at like minimum capacity. Right. Which trying to do a live show with 25% capacity, you're just bleeding money. You're not making any money. You're losing money. Mm -hmm. You know, as far as recording studios, that came to the grinding halt too. And a lot of the higher end studios will only take one client a day and you're paying for like 12 hours, but only working for eight because the first two and last two, they dedicate to completely sanitizing the place. Yeah. And even still, my good friend, my, my saxophone player did a session and he got COVID. Oh, wow. Even though he was the only person in the booth. You know, it may have been from the session, it may not have been, but he was super careful. And then the next thing you know, he spent about uh, like a week and a half in the hospital. Wow. Wow. That's you know, horrible. as far as I know, the apes haven't started talking yet. <laughs> so, so, you know, as soon as that happens, I'm done. I'm out of here. Well, are, are you still uh, with the Slash Tunes? Yes. Okay. The, the Slash Tones is basically anybody I'm playing with at that moment. Yeah, you just rotate and yeah, but, yeah. going on. I have like 30 different people in and out of that band at one point or another. Yeah, right. Um, so I met you, obviously, through ECW. Yeah. You were friends with Paul Heyman. Yeah. Um, how did your friendship with him come about? Like, where did you meet Paul? I know, I I know the story, but people don't. I want people to know how you got into this wacky world of professional. I met business. Paul. I met Paul Heyman waiting online to use the bathroom at the China Club. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh huh. And had absolutely no idea who he was or what he did for a living because I wasn't watching wrestling back then. Now, what year was this? Ah, uh, eighty nine, ninety. Okay, so was he in WCW at the time? Probably. Honestly, I, I yes, yes. I think he was in WC. Wherever it, wherever it was that he won the Manager of the Year Award for Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Yeah. I, okay. I, I think it was WCW. Well, yeah, it was probably WCW because there was one time at the limelight, you know, I'd been channel surfing, you know, hitting the clicker and – you know, I came across some wrestling thing that I thought was complete Three Stooges goofy. And then that <laughs> Sunday night at the limelight, I'm like, hey, I saw this stupid thing. This one guy with a tennis racket, this other guy with a cell phone, and they had this stupid fencing match. It was hysterical. It was him that I was talking about, sure. but I didn't realize it was him. Right. Did he take offense to that? <laughs> no, he thought it was great because I was actually one of the few people within the club world that treated him like a person and not like... Paulie dangerously. I just knew Paul. 
Right. I didn't know what a poorly dangerously was. <laughs> How did you, uh, you're, you're waiting to go to the bathroom. Like, do you go, you, you do your duty, you come out and you see him again and you just well, strike actually, up a conversation? Actually, no. Okay. All right. It's been a long time, so I might as well talk about this. I wasn't using going into the bathroom to use the bathroom. I was going into the bathroom to take a couple of hits of pot. Okay. And he was on line behind me. And I'm like, hey, dude, if you need to piss, go ahead. I'm not going to pee, you know, but don't get weird on me or anything because I'm going to have to beat the hell out of you. (laughs) And yeah. So he's like, well, I don't really need to pee either. And we ended up in the bathroom. It wasn't a cocaine drug thing. It was I just wanted to smoke weed and he wanted to smoke a little of his own thing. And I opened up. I had a Sucrets tin, you know, the cough drop tin. Yes. That I kept the pot in. And he describes it like the briefcase in Pulp Fiction where you open it up and light emanates from it. (laughs) And like his eyes lit up. It's like, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) trees. And we smoked a couple of bowls and then we hung out. And the next thing I know, every time I go to like the Limelight or the China Club or one of those really cool clubs that no longer exist, there he was. So for a couple of years, I'd be hanging out with the guy three nights a week, had no idea what he did for a living. But because of the way people treated him, I thought he was either like a restaurant owner, a mobster, a drug dealer, a pornographer. And it turns out he was a little bit of all of them. (laughs) (laughs) We come to find out, right? Very hard to believe, by the way, with all the posters and pictures behind you that you would partake in such uh, debauchery in the bathroom there. (laughs) Well, yeah. So you mean to tell me that you hang out with Paul all this time and his wrestling never pops up to you? Not not at all. There was one time I dropped a friend off at LaGuardia Airport and she was heading to Florida. I As I'm leaving the terminal, he's walking in. He's going on the same flight because it was a connecting flight in Atlanta. Okay. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I'm going down to Atlanta. Atlanta? What the hell are you going to Atlanta for? And that's when he remembered. I didn't know what he did. I didn't know what he did for a living. He's like, oh, I got a parking ticket down there. I'm like, can't you just mail it in? Oh, so he's even bullshitting you now. Not really bullshitting me. It's like he didn't see a reason to bring it up, I guess. He he was bullshitting you. (laughs) Probably. Probably. (laughs) Okay. Really had no idea what he did for a living. It was just some cool dude I'd like to hang out with. So what happens when you find out? Like, are you <laughs> like taken aback? Are you like, what? Cause it's, it's a weird, you know, it's you don't. Very, it's very weird considering all the other promoters would be like, Hey, Paulie, here's some drink tickets. So I figured, all right, this guy's a wise guy. It doesn't make a difference to me. Okay. There's a club event. I forget what they renamed the club, but it was a very famous club in New York called Octagon. And I knew the promoters in there and they had a whole bunch. It was like three floors. So they had all sorts of events. They had a fashion show. They had a jam session. um, They had this going on, that going on. And then the presentation of the manager of the year award to Paul E. Dangerously. That's great. I didn't go for the poorly dangerously thing. I went because all my friends were in the, in the band that were playing. 
So I, I get to the club, I go up to the VIP room, and there's Paul hanging out. But this time he's not wearing cowboy boots and, and jeans and a leather jacket. He's in a suit. I didn't think much of it. He's like, what are you doing here? It's like, oh, I came for the jam to support Matt and Steve, who were the promoters. And there's some stupid wrestling thing going on. So I figured <laughs> check that out. That. <laughs> My exact words. About an hour later, I go back up to the VIP room. They've got a six-foot-tall projection screen showing the best of Paulie dangerously. <laughs> and that's when it clicks for you. Not yet. I look oh, at the Jesus. screen. I look at <laughs> Paul. You got to get hit over the head with the hammer. That's the, that's the pot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I look at the screen. I look at Paul. I look back at the screen. I look back at Paul. And the first thought that came into my mind is, oh, wow, my friend is one of those freaks that dresses up like pro wrestlers. <laughs> so you're just thinking in your head, he looks like Paulie Dangerously. I'm thinking he's a cosplayer. Oh, dear God, Harry. <laughs> I didn't, it, it, he's wearing a sign. Than it, dense, he's wearing a sign that says who he is. <laughs> Jesus. It didn't really click. And then he comes up, he puts his arm around my shoulder. He's like, so who is that handsome guy on the screen? I'm like, that's you? That's what you do for a living? Finally. Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. You want <laughs> I didn't know what to say. Yeah. I didn't hold it against him. After you called him an idiot 40 oh, times man. and didn't know it. Oh, <laughs> man, stupid was, wrestling idiot. There was another time I was trying to do this thing at the Ritz where I was telling him the idea of putting a Ferris wheel inside of a club and like all sorts of weird stuff. And I, I kept telling him about this stand-up comedy routine about the invisible wrestler. And just, <laughs> it just didn't click. I wasn't watching wrestling at the time. Yeah. You know, and when I, when I would be channel surfing, it would be, you know, in the distance on a small screen. So it's not like he was that recognizable. You know, we didn't have high definition back in the no, 90s. No, but you're, you're, you see him in this room. You know they're giving an award out. And then you think he's cosplaying? Kind Come of. on, Harry. You're smarter I, than that. Yeah, I guess, but it just two and two didn't make add up to four at that moment because okay. I been out with the guy for a while. Yeah, I got I didn't, you. I didn't have a clue that he was involved in that. So, so you're friends with him when he jumps over to EC Dub at this point. Yes, that you're aware of everything that's going on because you. I remember you. I mean, were you there from the get go when he no. came in? No, no, no. Um, you guys were running primarily out of Philadelphia. Yeah, Philly, New York, New Jersey. You hadn't really broken into New York yet. Not not where I live, not New York City. I guess it was upstate. But I kept getting invitations through Mike Lawler, who you guys all called Spider-Man. He, he's one of the guys I work with in the band. And he kept giving me invitations I didn't want to go to wrestling. The last time I watched wrestling, Bruno permed his hair, became the commentator, and I was done with it. Okay. You know, Plus, I didn't have cable for the longest time, so that whole 80s boom, the rock and wrestling thing, the five days a week on cable, I didn't have any of that. So it was totally, totally out of it. And I'd be getting the invitations to go to, like, Bethlehem and Allentown and Philadelphia – and I would use the excuse that my bron I had an old Bronco that had 300,000 miles on it, literally. Couldn't make and, it. Yeah, I said it wouldn't make it. 
So I get a phone call from him. It's on a Friday. He's like, hey, I want you to come to the show. I said, dude, my car won't make it to Pennsylvania. He goes, the, the show's on Queens Boulevard. It's 10 minutes from your house. Oh, so the it, Elk Lodge. Uh, Lost Battalion. Oh, Lost Battalion Hall. Okay. okay. He's like, 10 minutes from your house. I'll send a cab. Aww. I said, okay, all right. I'll come to see your show. What time does it start? He's like, it's from 8 to 11. So I showed up at 1045. Okay. You didn't miss much. <laughs> I didn't really want to see it. Well, wow. I didn't really pay attention. It wasn't my cup of tea at the time until I finally caught the ECW uh, television show at like two in the morning. And I'm like, okay, this isn't the cartoony stuff that, no. oh, that totally turned me off to it. And I came out to see the first show from beginning to end was out in Long Island. I want to say Deer Park. Yeah. Okay. okay. And I had no idea who anybody was. So I kept right. saying, who do I cheer for? Is what I kept asking him. He's like, whoever you want. During the night, there was a brawl with the Dudleys. And I forget who else, but it was Big Dick Dudley, Alex. Yeah. And Primo Carnera III, who okay. was there. Big Guido, I think you guys called him. Yeah, probably something like okay, that. Okay. So they're outside of the main area. And there's like a section that's like separated with plexiglass wall, plexiglass windows. And Alex is banging Primo in one and he's banging him in the other. There was one that was actual glass. And Alex banged Primo through the plate glass Mm -hmm. and the glass went flying everywhere. And I'm like, okay, this is definitely not cartoons. No, no. This is kind of cool. And then the next thing after that was the gangsters. Okay. And I'm like, okay, this is crazy. This is sick. This is demented. This is dangerous. I can get into this. I, I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know, and then I think I came up to, I went to someplace upstate fairgrounds. Yeah. Uh, I forget what town it was where I saw another show from beginning to end. And that was more of the insanity. And then I finally went out to the arena for the first time. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. Okay. I'm here. So with your musical background, did you pitch to do stuff for us to, it was Paul. Okay. Okay. Um, If you, I was around before I ever did music. If you remember production and then during the week, Paul would get me to do stuff like get an ad in the daily news and little stuff like that. It wasn't until the crossover with WWF at the Manhattan Center, which was in before the barely legal pay-per-view. So 97. Okay, yeah. February of 97, if I'm okay. not mistaken. Uh, they needed clones of what the guys were using. Because uh, Taz was using a song by Kiss. Tommy was using Man in a Box. Mm-hmm. Sandman was using Metallica, so and on we and so forth. we were getting away with it for forever. Yeah. Which blew my mind. But for Vince's TV, he needed soundalikes. Mm-hmm. Okay, now this is the Monday before the show mm-hmm. that he calls me up. At the time, I had an office. I'm not going to get into it. I was I, I was in a, in a legitimate universe at that okay. time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he calls me up and he's like, I need this, this, and this. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's like, well, I need, you know how in WCW, Diamond Dallas Page comes out to Nirvana, but it's no, not. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't have a clue. 
So I said, hold on. I, I went, to, there was, um, I forget if it was Tower Records or whatever it was when they still had CD stores. I went to the store a couple blocks away on 34th Street in Manhattan, and I bought whatever wrestling CDs they had. And I went back and I listened to them, like went through them in the office. I called Paul back up. I said, dude, this is garbage. <laughs> There's like two parts in a song if they get to a B or a change and it's just a riff. And, and this is what you want. He goes, yeah, that's what I need. Can you do it? I said, yeah, I'll need a couple of weeks. He goes, I need it by Monday. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I need it in 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like Paul, a three, minute, a three minute song takes a lot longer than three minutes to record. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Four minutes. Just we'll do chop it, it down. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Paul, you know, I got to write the tune and I got to find the band. So you'll do it, right? You can do it. Mm-hmm. Can, I, let me just, can I just jump in for a second? So you listened to the, the music that was out at the time. They had only published a few CDs at that point. And it's really very basic. And a lot of the songs do sound nearly identical. So right, your your expert ear, you hear that and you're like, this is like, this is a walk in the park for what I, I could do. Basically, it's, you know, three out of four bars, you know, as long as the fourth bar doesn't sound exactly like the another song, then you're not technically ripping somebody off. You're creating a sound alike. You know, Tommy Dreamer, every company he's worked for has made a sound alike of Man in the Box. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like five different versions out there, including one that I did. So, you know, because of scheduling, I was able to put a band together, which was some pretty badass players. It was Richie Scarlett and Steve Budgie from the Ace Freely Band. Oh, wow. And a currently Grammy Award winning producer named Eddie Wall who produced El Nino and Primer 55 later on. And we booked 24 hours in Eddie's Eddie's studio in Yonkers or Mount Vernon. I forget where he lived at the time. I went in there nine o'clock on a Saturday and came home nine 30 on a Sunday. Wow. <laughs> and in 24 hours, myself and these the, the warriors that I had for lack of a better term, cranked out about four or five tunes. Okay. That were pretty terrible, but that's what they wanted. <laughs> it fit right in, though. <laughs> yeah. So then we had the Manhattan Center, and you know, I, I showed up with the DAT tapes. There was no CD burners yet. You know, CD burners hadn't made their way. If you wanted a CD of something, you had to pay forty five dollars a CD at that point. Wow. Yeah. So I went to the Manhattan Center with the DAT tapes and was trying to get a sound check from them because quite literally, you know, this stuff had just barely been mixed. It hadn't been mastered. And instead I ended up playing gin rummy with the undertaker and eating catering. From a- <laughs> there you go. Well, Hey, so the, so the, so the songs they played at the Manhattan center that night for the ECW guys was you. Yes. And you could okay. tell, you could tell because it was distinctly different. And I remember the show very well. We've talked about it a lot because somebody on, else on the call wasn't at that show. But, um, you know, the, the, the music really was different. But I think they ended up using the Dreamer music for Sandman when Sandman came through the crowd. So you, you could just tell there was something a little yeah. different than the WWF touch at the time. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't use the Sandman music for Sandman because that was <laughs> Oh, Lord, awful. That was absolutely terrible. Well, I had, I didn't watch it because Shane Douglas would not let me go. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so I was bitter and refused to watch it that night. <laughs> I was so mad. Um, so so you 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 do the the music for them. When I done. I thought I was done at that point. Yeah, like when when does it come to you or when does Paul actually say, Hey, you know, we're using all of this music, like we were using Thunder Kiss 65, I think, as our opening uh music theme. When does when does he come to you and say, Harry, what what can you do? Does he suggest that you do it or do, does a light bulb click and you could do Taz. something cool? It was Taz. Taz, brother, I like this. I want to use it all the time. And I was like, no. The music from New York? Yeah. In New York. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. You know, as liked what I did better than what he was using, but what I did needed some serious work. There were a lot of bad notes, out-of-tune guitars, bad mistakes. With such a limited time to work, I figured, you know, it's going to be on in the background. People will be screaming. The announcers will talk. Nobody will notice. When Taz wanted to use it full time, I said, I got to go back in the studio and make it right. You know, there's there's a couple of things on there that I'm not happy about. So I did that. And that became his theme. Right. With, with Paul's blessing, of course, he had to approve it. And because Paz, Taz and Perry Saturn uh, worked together at the school, it became a politics thing where if Taz has his own music, then Perry Saturn has to have his own music. <laughs> okay. So, so now yeah. you're doing songs individually for the boys mm-hmm. who's coming to you and asking for them. Yeah, but still not something I, I expected to be an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Perry Saturn wanted this, you know, elements of this song and that song, and he wanted it to be robotic and kind of like future Terminators type of thing. So we came up with total elimination. And then along comes the pay-per-view. And granted, again, a week before the show, I need this, I need this, and I need this. Paul, you got to be kidding me. No, you'll do it, right? Paul, you're giving me three days. You'll do it, right? Don't you regret going in the bathroom that night? With- oh, God. <laughs> I should have just gotten high in the parking lot, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> well, I loved our theme. I loved Thank what you, you did. I, I, I absolutely loved it. And to this day... The network, now Peacock, mm-hmm. they use the, the most ridiculous music. And, do, I mean, don't they own your stuff? Yeah. Why are they not? Do you have any? Nothing. I, I've never gotten the network. I will not get Peacock, so I couldn't answer what they're using, I have no clue. I, I don't understand that. They have the the whole library of your stuff at their feet, and they're not using any of it. From what I'm told, couldn't answer why they're not. Are they not even using the ECW theme? I, I don't watch on the I'm later just... shows that it's that it was used on. Yes, but if you go back to '95, '96, it is just piped in. You know, Muzak. Very uh, horrible. Yeah. So it would be anything after 97 because it didn't exist before that. Right. But you would think that they could just, you know, move it over. They've done that with their stuff. Instead of using the generic elevator music that they're using, why wouldn't they use the library that you provided them? I have no clue. I, I, I got some DVDs from them. You know, they were supposed to send me everything they use my stuff on. And on one of the DVDs that they have Taz's music, they overdubbed their own music. Right. Yes. yes. I remember that. 
And it's I'm ridiculous. like, why would you spend the money and the time when you own it? That's that's my point. That's what I'm trying to say. Like they have all this stuff and they're not using it. It just doesn't. And it was good. Thank I you. love the ECW theme. Like that to me, when I hear that to this day, this is so corny, but I get like goosebumps because I just remember, but I remember being at shows and hearing us play that. And I knew, okay, we're starting. It's time. We're going to work. We're going to like, it brings me back years to being a performer and he like that song told me, okay, this show's about to start. We're going to do this. And it used to get me pumped up. You know, I loved it. I just thought it was so well done and it just fit perfectly. Thank you. You know, just, just so you know, I've, I've mentioned this on other interviews, the inspiration for the ECW theme came from the theme from Jaws. Oh, Hmm, okay. okay. I can see it now that you say it. Yeah. Cause when you would watch the movie Jaws and you'd hear bottom. Yeah. Um, you knew shit was about to break off and it was about to be violent and bloody. I love it. So that's, you know, you got that slow build and then the whole thing just blows up. Yeah. And that's what we were going for, you know, get the audience, get the people pumped that they, the anticipation and then bam, you know, just go all out. That's that's exactly how I just described it though. (laughs) Like that's how I felt when they would play, when it would come on. My nerves would start to get bad because I'm like, okay, we're starting. Oh my god, I have to, I have to do this. I have to get ready. This, I, <laughs> you know, and it just, it just made, it woke me up, and I, we, we were starting our night, so it just fit perfectly. And I mean, to this day, when I hear it, I get goosies. I get the little goosebumps. <laughs> I no, love it. Yeah, that was another one of those crazy things where I had a deadline. I had to master Taz's music, master the Eliminator's music. We had to write and create the extreme theme. Um, and there was a couple of other tunes. I think I did one for Sasuke that never got used because he brought his own music. Okay. And then it all had to be done within a certain time because I had to be at the Terry Funk banquet. Another thing I wasn't allowed to go to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sore subjects brought up. <laughs> I know. Such a heel. Dang. Let's talk about, because I've mentioned this before, and it's so funny to this day, no one knew that this was me. And I know, I think you know what I'm going to refer to. I don't remember the story about how this (laughs) came about. All I remember is going to your apartment or your studio or whatever it was. And we were at three in the morning doing, and we had a show the next day. why did Paul make me do this? It was my idea, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing, Franny. Nobody gives you the credit for completely transforming when you would go through that curtain. As far as actors go, you were one of the best ones in the company because the, per- the person backstage, I liked. The person out, um, that went through the curtain, I wanted to hit with rocks. <laughs> And everything about you, including your, the tone of your voice, changed mm. when you were in the ring, when you were on the microphone. And with enough little digital manipulation, I knew that we could get away with it, where it would be like an in-house thing, you know, like we knew, but the fans didn't know. Right. And at some point, because of the whole Rick Rude angle, 
I figured it's another arsenal for something Paul could use where Shane finds out that Francine sang on Rick Rude's music and how can and we, we never do did that? that. That's no. something we never did, but no one knew that was me. Not a clue. <laughs> and what I loved about it was, you know, okay, because of the time constraints, we had Elks Lodge on a Friday. Uh, my writing partner, Roderick Cohn, came to the show. We all went back to Rod's studio, which was in a terrible part of the Lower East Side. See, I don't remember much of this. <laughs> well, do you remember this when we pulled up and there was a bunch of women and you said, why are they out there? And I said, oh, because they're crack horse. Were they hookers? Yeah. <laughs> why are these women out here at four in the morning? I don't know. <laughs> They're crack whores. You might play one on TV, but they play one in real life. <laughs> I'm li- my memory is is shit, honestly. Like I think because of like the concussions that I've had, and then I blame it on pregnancy too, because they say when you get pregnant, you forget. I don't remember. So I I have forgotten more than I remember, unfortunately. That makes me super sad because people will trigger my memory. Like yeah. sometimes I'll go, oh yeah, that's right. And then I'll remember the night that I was with you. All I remember is just, it was super duper late and we were jotting things down, like on a piece of paper or something. And I remember singing into a mic, if you call it saying, it wasn't even singing, but <laughs> did a great, I, we, I wrote the lyrics as we were there. Yeah. I had the lyrics in my head. I just didn't have them on paper. I'm not a good pen and paper thing. When it comes to music, I keep everything in my head. I've got 30 songs here right now, but none of them are on paper. But I was writing it down because I wanted to have, I didn't want to mess up. I don't, I don't think, I think I wrote it down and you couldn't read my writing. So I rewrote it down. Yeah. Okay. So I'm singing this song. I don't even know why. Don't know what happened. I just was told, go with Harry. (laughs) At this point, I knew you long enough that I trusted you. I'm like, okay. And I do remember the next morning, you dropping me off at Dreamer's house. And then I drove with him to Philly. Yes. I remember that. You stayed at my house, separate bedrooms, separate rooms. Yes. You were a complete gentleman, I must say. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) No funny business. But then it was super early. And I remember I had to go and I went to Dreamers and then we all went to the arena. Um, I don't know if it was the arena the next day. I think it was Philly. Okay. Then I must have shown up afterwards. Maybe. I think it was Philly. I could be wrong because, you know, I I just said my memory's crap. But I just remember going to his house for whatever reason and then getting in the car and taking the trip. Yeah. But I I never... Like, I was never told, why am I doing this? Like, I never had, like, there was no concept behind it. It's just like, you're going to sing Rick's song. And I was like, oh. And then I'm thinking, okay, well, when it comes on, is everybody going to, like, point? No one even, like, I don't even know if they were listening to this song. But years later, when I tell people, they'll Google it or they'll pull it up on YouTube. And they'll be like, that was you? And I'm like, yeah. We did it on the air. I had no clue. I never even thought twice about it. And then when we listened to it, and I really was like listening. I was like, oh, yeah, that's you. That was me. Well, that that was something I had to fight. Honestly, I had to fight Paul on it. He's like, no, you can use, there's other singers. I'm like, no, no, no. You know. But who would do it for free, Paul? (laughs) I didn't get paid for that special special track that I recorded. (laughs) Well, like I said, I, I saw it like. 
if people found out it's something that they could use in the angle. Right. And we never, we never did any of that stuff. Because nobody ever figured it out. No, I know. Was that good? They're just like, (laughs) oh, cool. But I thought it was fun because that was something like that. um, Rob Van Dam's video where I had to dance around that was so terrible. Paul said uh, he wouldn't air it, but he said my my piece was the saving grace, but he still wouldn't air it. <laughs> Have you ever seen that video? Yeah, I've seen it. It was terrible. It I, really but was. that's what they told us to do. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I never, I never thought I would be like a, a video vixen dancing around and, and they're like lip sync. And I, I don't even know the song. Like, what is the song? You know, but that and like singing, it kind of got me out of my element and Mm -hmm. let me like, now, honestly, like I never wanted to be like a singer after I did that. But I said to myself, this was something I probably would never, ever get a chance in my life to do. And it was something fun, you know, and we made it fun, even though I was exhausted. I just remember you and I staring at each other and laughing because we were at the point of like, it was super duper late. I knew I had to get up early and I knew I had to be somewhere else. And I was just like, oh my God, what yeah. am I doing? You know, but it's, it's something I'm, I, I'm happy that I did. Yeah. You know, so it got, me, it got me to, um, you know, bond with you more. Cause I only I, knew you as Harry, Paul's friend at the, you know, at yeah. the shows. Well, not, that, out not that many people knew I was doing the music either. Yeah. You know, I didn't put myself over in the back and, you know, have a T-shirt that says I'm the rock star or anything. No, like you were that. very quiet. I saw the production being more important. You know, the stuff I would do with the live events and behind the scenes as being far more important than the music, to be honest with you. Hmm. You know, because it could have been any other song playing, you know, but who's going to sneak Sid into the building? Who's going to get this? Who's going to distribute a thousand heads in five minutes? Yes. That was, in my opinion, far more more important and more noteworthy than recording and writing the music. I also found it really cool that you ended up, they ended up using that same music, the same song remixed for you later on, if you remember. I think I, yeah, I think they did it without the vocals, right? Yeah. Yeah. Originally, Paul, I, Paul wanted me to do that, take the words out, remix it, change it a little to use for Tammy. Okay. But the writing was on the wall where she was headed. Got and it. never ended up being used for her and ended up being used for you. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, that makes sense, I guess. You know? It, it worked a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it was ironic, but... You know, hey, you know, people dug it. You know, they used it on the live events when you would come out by yourself. Right. They were using the remix of of Simply Ravishing. I I forget what we renamed. I think we called it TNA 99 or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great name. (laughs) I have no idea. I remember the Simply Ravishing part. Yeah. Um, Oh, God, how funny. That's bringing me back. That's hilarious. I'm trying to think like, wait, can I, did you hear his simply ravishing music from WCW? Did they play that for you at all, Harry? No. 
because it it's weird. It it's not it it sounds in the same vein, but it's a completely different song. That's like a more it's lyrical. It's because we all ripped off the David Rose song, The Stripper. Yeah, it's it's, it's funny because when we listened to it on the air again, I hadn't heard it you know in, in ages, and I sat there. I was like, well, I was like, man, I was like, he Ravishing Rick Root's got pretty damn good music out there in the universe. Oh my god, I, I like, was trying to be breathy. Yeah. No, no, we did. If I remember correctly, we did different takes of different voicings. Probably. One was more of a nasty voice, but then we went with the breathy Marilyn Monroe kind of thing, which is what we ended up using. (laughs) Okay. Hilarious. I don't know. I just found it like, okay, I could say I did a, I recorded a song. Yeah. That no one knows it's me, but that's okay. Three in the morning in a studio surrounded by crack horse. There you go. You You should have the crack horse on backup. (laughs) Yeah, they they should have been in the background. Doing the doobie doos. Oh, Um, no. That's hilarious. Well, I, do you still talk to Paul? Via electronic medium, once in a blue moon. Once in a blue moon. The last time I saw him was at his father's funeral. I went to to his dad's funeral because I knew his dad and he was a great guy. Uh-huh. But the the crazy Paul Heyman that I knew ceased to exist the day his daughter was born. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying in, in a great way that the moment he had a child, his priorities changed. Of course. Which is awesome. Yeah. You know, he's still basically the same guy but he's not, which yeah. is a good thing. I'm not saying it in a bad way at all. No, and and I can totally relate because when I had my children, it's not about me anymore. It's about them. Yeah. You know, so you do have to change your priorities. Maybe, maybe when his, his son graduates college, I'll get a call at four in the morning saying, meet me at Sarge's. <laughs> Let's go get pizza. <laughs> Response will be no. <laughs> I'm too old to go to right. Sarge's belly at five in the morning. Right. I get it. Well, I, I want to thank you because like people don't know you're, you're one of the unsung heroes within our company. Like you, you know, there, there, we had a core group. We were a family. We say this all the time. You were a part of that family. And like all of us, if, if something needed to be done and we had the time to do it, of course we would do it. But there were people like you who would be in the back and you would be sitting there and if something needed to be done, you would be one of the first to jump up and go do it. I remember you took me to, um, was it the mall? The night, oh, you, the it was you. The bikini. You took w- the bikini showdown. And first of all, it wasn't even bikini weather. And no, it was middle of winter. It was winter. So Paul, Paul says, Oh, we have a lull. I, I I don't have anything big for tonight. Can you do a bikini contest with Dawn? So I'm like, oh, really? Because <laughs> we didn't really do those, you know? And I said, well, I don't have a bikini. And he says, I'll give you money. Go to the store. And here, Dawn didn't have to wear the bikini. I was the only one who had to wear the bikini. So he says, go to the store. And I said, well, how am I supposed to get to the store? Here comes Harry. <laughs> We didn't buy bikinis, if you remember. Where did we go? I forget, but we went to two or three different places looking for for swimwear, and we ended up buying underwear. We bought lingerie. Yes. That you could see through it. 
Yes. And I didn't realize you can see through it. And thank God I was like completely shaven because if I wasn't, (laughs) but I I said to myself, where the hell am I? I needed a robe and I needed, uh, yeah, I needed a bikini, but you know, Harry jumped up. I'll take her. And, and that's the kind of crew that we had. So, you know, you, I don't know if people, like said thank you to you in the past i know i have but i'll say it again like without guys like you we would have been in chaos because we would have been running around like chickens without heads you know because a lot of us couldn't physically leave the building we needed to stay there so if it wasn't for people like you we'd be screwed well it was funny about that is because we could only find underwear at one point like i need to ask you for a favor can you see my and i'm like you really want me to look there? Come on. <laughs> I, Jerry Lynn always says this. I always asked him, do I have camel toe? <laughs> I trusted you guys. Like so, you were my brothers. I just trusted yeah. everybody. So I needed an opinion. So <laughs> for, you you fans, for you fans out there, there was one time in my life where I had to get on my knees and stare at Francine's crotch. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get on my knees. <laughs> Hard night at work. Just, oh, Lord. I, Hey, you know, somebody had to do it. You know, I took one for the team. You did. And I appreciate it. And I thank you. And, um, you know, like I said, you did a lot for us and, and it might've seemed to you like nobody appreciated you. I always did. So, um, yeah, thank thank you for being, I mean, we, I had a lot of fun with you. I mean, that's when people ask me if I miss ECW, I say, no, what I miss is hanging out with the people and just, you know, having fun. Because we yeah. had a lot of fun. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, there, we had a lot of fun. There was. Yeah. I remember. I forget what episode of South Park <laughs> where Cartman started doing. I want to sing a. And when you were told by the alien, <laughs> Francine we used was, to sing that in the back all the time. I would do a dance. Remember? Yes. <laughs> for weeks. For weeks. <laughs> Oh my God. Now I have to go back and watch that episode. Because we so- would be sitting there for hours waiting to either get paid or do promos. So or I'm both. just like, okay, I'm gonna do some um, you know, some song and dance and entertain these people because that's how I am. Yeah. <laughs> and you either hated me and told me to get the hell out of your face, or people would clap along with me and watch me do my dancing. Yeah. <laughs> You know, there's one other thing I remember when you got hurt, when Bam Bam dropped you. Yeah. Okay, this is afterwards. You're We're all back at the hotel. Okay, and people are hanging out in your room. Yes. Okay, this is where I bring up another unsung hero, Haz. You remember okay. Haz? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was one of the guys that wasn't really an ECW guy. I think it was an ex-WWE guy that was in the company at the time that had a notorious reputation for taking advantage of women that couldn't defend themselves. I know exactly who you're talking about. I'm not going to mention the name. You can mention it if mm-hmm. you want, but he came we've, in. We've talked three. about it before. We've, we've, we've talked about it before, but you can continue. Are we talking about an express kind of guy? <laughs> continue. Just continue okay. the story. <laughs> so when he heard that you were all narcoed up on painkillers in your hotel room, or whatever they gave you, he's like, oh, his eyes lit up, and he came to see how you're doing. He walks in the door, Paul gets up, and he grabs me and has his come with me. 
He goes over to the guy and says, this is what's going to happen. You're going to say, hey, I hope you're feeling better and you're going to leave. <laughs> you're not going to come back because if anything happens to this woman, this is my friend has, and this is Harry. They're going to take care of you. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? And Haz looks at the guy dead-eyed. He goes, I have a portable acetylene torch in the trunk of my car. <laughs> and I spent three days cutting you into small pieces. Yeah. Well, and, I, thank you. <laughs> and he looks, he looks at me. He goes, well, what are you going to do? I'm going to watch and have fun. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. And it's funny you mentioned this because I was on Delaudit. Because our resident doctor, who was really a foot doctor that was friends with Raven, um, he took me to the hospital and got the x-rays and it was broken. You, you all know the story. And he says, give her the good stuff. I think Paul said, put her on Dilaudid. That'll help her, right? I come back and everybody's trying, like, where's the Dilaudid in your purse? And I'm like, come on, I only have 30. Like, get out of here. You know what I mean? But they, I think they they... They gave me a pill like when I was there. So I'm loopy. And uh, you knew me. I wasn't a real. I wasn't into drugs. Right. I and I remember I being one one beer or two beers. Yeah. Maybe. Like I would have a cocktail or two and that was it. But I remember being in the bed and my roommate was Michael Farron. Because mm-hmm. Michael was taking care of me that night. And all the boys were in the room. I remember what you're talking about. He came in and I had 30 of uh, the party was in my room. There was like 30 guys. And just hanging out. And because I, I, and I didn't do much. I still had, I remember I had my hospital gown on and I was just out of it. And I was just kind of sitting there and people had the TV on. There was a case of beer and whatever. The next day, Tommy Dreamer tells me, do you believe that so-and-so asked me if we should do like a gangbang because you were on your drug? And I was like, what? And he's like, oh, I grabbed him. And I uh, basically, he goes, I, I want to throw him out of the room. He goes, when he suggested that, I was like, get the fuck out of here. And he's, he just got really like yeah. intense. And I was just like, who does that kind of thing? Like, thank God. Like, I thank God to this day, that company that I was with wasn't a bunch of scumbags. You know what I mean? Because if it was yeah. anybody else, something bad could have happened to me. And he, he and his partner disappeared from the company shortly after that. But has who we call he was the arms master in the video game. Uh-huh. Okay. The Dudleys actually said they were afraid of him. <laughs> because he used to read Soldier of Fortune magazine on the bathroom and order stuff out of Soldier of Fortune. <laughs> Grenades. <laughs> oh, has has kept a list of everybody's injury. Uh he had to exploit it. And well, when when Sid came into the company, Haz was staring at him and looking at him. He's like, I, I got to figure out how to take this guy down, you know, <laughs> you know, if something happened. And the next week at the arena, Haz, Haz had an army-issued taser with one of those 30-foot oh cords <laughs> just for think, Sid in case think something about went it, wrong. Though. Think about it. You're a young girl. I, you know, I'm, I'm super young. I get hurt. You come back and not one thought crossed my mind that anyone, any one of these guys would try to take advantage of me. And that's why I was just like, oh, yeah, they can come because everybody kept saying we want to come see you. And I said, well, you you all can come up to the room if you want to drink. And people were bringing their beer and whatever they were doing. And then this guy who is an outsider because he, he wasn't one of us. No. You know, 
but when I heard that he did that, it honestly, like I hated him and I never said anything about it to anyone because I didn't want any heat, but I'm thinking, God forbid, what a predator, like who, who says that? And thank God that you guys all had my back. And that's all I'm saying, because you, you don't know, like if it was in another company, bad stuff might've happened. If <laughs> it was an episode of dark side of the ring waiting, <laughs> if he had come back to the room, he would have not made it out of Philadelphia. Oh my God. Scary. Paul wasn't kidding when he told the guy that me and has would spend three days torturing him. Unreal. Well, I guess he didn't understand the camaraderie and the family bond that we all had together because he was literally politicking to get this done. And everybody's looking at him like, are you crazy? Like, and I'm oblivious. I'm just like sitting there like, you know. Oh, you, you weren't even part of the universe. You, you, were I all- was just, I mean, I remember everybody coming in and out, but I, I was just chilling. <laughs> you, on, you were so narcoed out that night. A lot, you, it's no joke, bro. I broke my hip. <laughs> Come on. And basically Delaudan is synthetic heroin. Well, that's what they gave me. And yeah. people were reaching for my purse. I'm like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Had this guy even done anything? The... Paul, Paul kept me, I think the reason Paul brought me around originally was not for music. It was because he knew I was a, a psycho, you know. From, oh, I'm from, glad you were there, Harry. And Thank then you. you. Thank you. Like an arsenal of weapons. And- oh, God. Just, just oh. another reason for me to express my love for you and say thank you, because God forbid. Um, Wasn't anyway. that... I think Haz was the one that did the makeup when you were supposed to have a black eye. My black eye in New York, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did he, the spirit of 76 with Jason and he did yes. my, uh, my, my black eye. Yeah. He was great. Was, he was like MacGyver. He could do anything. If you needed <laughs> it, give him a piece needed, of gum and a string and he would make yeah, a bomb. So I it's great. Bring a piece of gum, two Bic lighters and a tuna sandwich. Why the tuna sandwich? Well, I'm hungry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you, um, I can talk for hours here, but unfortunately we are out of time. Um, is there any, are you on social media at all that people can follow your yeah. band once we get Facebook, going? Twitter, Harry Slash on various, I don't have a website right now because somebody held it hostage. Okay. They build it and decided they wanted three times the amount of money we agreed on. So wow. they've got all my content, even though there is a Harry Slash and a Slash Tones WW thing out there. There's nothing attached to it. So for the time being, because there's no reason to do anything until the pandemic's over, I can be found on Facebook at Harry Slash, on Twitter at Harry Slash, and Instagram on Harry Slash, where I post stupid shit. Okay. Sounds good. Well, I I advise everyone to follow him because he's a very funny man. Um, But I'm so glad we got to chat. And I hope I see you again because... I mean, you're one of the good ones. Thank you. I appreciate you. So, thank you. I mean, when when I last I saw you, we exchanged info because I was supposed to take a ride down to Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, never then did. Had a little <laughs> global. Gee, <laughs> thanks, pandemic. I know we'll get it done eventually. Hopefully, um, yeah. I don't know if I ever make it up to New York. I'll let you know, and we can. Thank you. We can do something, but I'm um, glad you came today and I wish you nothing but success and love. And um, back at you, Franny. It was a pleasure talking to you, even if it was through a computer screen. I know. Mm. <laughs>
Next time it'll be live. Good. But and next time I'll have my new teeth. Me too. I'm getting braces. Well, I had a, I had an accident oh. uh, earlier this year and I cracked four of my front teeth. Ouch. Oh, okay. Well, we'll so, both have new smiles. So that'll be yeah, good. I'm in the process of root canals. And then in two weeks I get caps. Mm, all a, right. Good luck with that. Yeah, well, it was a stupid accident. My friend thought he was in drive when he was in reverse and he hit a tree and I went right into his bed. Ouch. Harry. That's, ex- that's extreme. <laughs> yeah. You are extreme. Did you get up and brother. say that? You go, this is extreme. <laughs> no, no sold it. I no sold it. And we went, you know, and just kept moving on. The next day I was sad. My lip was blown up and there you go. parts of my teeth were falling out. Oh, God. Well, well good luck that with lovely. that. And uh, I hope to speak with you soon, my friend. Back at you. It was a All pleasure. Right. Thank you for having me on the show, guys. You're See welcome. Ya. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye. And there he goes. There goes Harry Slash. It was a great, uh, great chat. Uh, that if you want to listen to the clip that I saw, it was I think it's about fifteen minutes. It literally says it's all the ECW arena entrance music. So I guess YouTube? the variations. Yeah, it's YouTube. The one thing I didn't ask him about, and I would have loved to in retrospect because I didn't think about it at the time. I don't think the song needed lyrics. <laughs> I didn't like the one with the lyrics. I, that one didn't fit to me. Okay. Do you like that no. one? I, I I would have to go back and listen to that. I just remember the one that was always played. Yeah. So to me, it seems like maybe it was intended to have lyrics at first, and then the lyrics were removed. It it's got a better feel to it with no lyrics, but the lyrics are they're I tend to think a tad corny for what ECW was. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I would have to go back and um and jam to it for fifteen minutes and see what I liked better. But you, I want you to get. I want you to get method when you do it. Yeah, right. Harry's just super talented. Like like he said, he had to come up with things on the fly. And Paul, can you do it right now? And it's like, are you kidding me? So, you know, for the amount of time that he had, he he got some gems out of that. And um, super talented guy. And and I'm glad we're still friends to this day. So, yeah, I love me some Harry Slash. I definitely got the Jaws vibe. Like he talked about how yeah. that was the I And I listened for that specifically. I did get that vibe. So very, very cool thing for the artist to point that out. And you go back to listen. Yes, absolutely. And you say, hmm, okay, I see it. I see it. There you go. Uh, All right. So uh, let's see what else we got going on this week. Uh, We are are tickled pink to welcome back porn parodies. (laughs) I can't wait for this. I don't know. It's been so long. It's been a while. It's been a minute. And I, I can't wait to see what you pulled out this time. I, I love it. Yeah. I, I just, I was trying to see like, what's current, what would people be into, you know? And I just found some gems and um, it's always fun watching and rating these things. So I'm excited about it. Wonder, do you think that the porn industry, I never really looked into it. Do you think they kind of paused for the last year? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably the safest place, right? If you think about it. I mean, wouldn't it be funny if you see a porn and they have like a mask on? (laughs) There's a barrier between the the quarantine porno. (laughs) Plexiglass with a little hole. That's hilarious. Yeah, there's a whole low, a whole high. You put your tongue in your, you know. Well, they do have those uh, masks that have the little uh, part here in the middle. A lot of uh, schools use them where the mouth is still visible. The the porn people probably cut that what out. What is the point of having a mask where your mouth sticks out? Well, no, no, like it's visible. So 
it's co- like it's it's visible, but it's covered still. Okay. It looks like Saran wrap, to be honest with you, but it's on the. Oh, mask. it's a clear coating. It's clear, yeah. Now. It's like it's yeah. It's but just here, like it's the mask. Okay. And then here is clear. I think. They, yeah, I've seen it. It's like in the schools, I've seen it. So. Huh. In your school, they don't have it because you're at home. You're home. That's school. right. We don't wear masks here. So we're lucky. <laughs> Same thing. My office here. You know, I don't. Yeah, that's no, right. no mask. I can breathe. I'm breathing here. Uh, then we're going to welcome our Patreon member Joe in. Uh, he's going to come in and say hi. Joe has not joined us yet. One of the perks of joining us, you get on, say hi. We get to find out a little bit about you. You get to ask Francine some questions, and bada bing, bada boom, you're out of here. But Joe's going to come on. See you later. (laughs) Joe's going to come on, say hi. And then for the watch along, I just like the pairing. Kind of an odd one. I have seen them wrestle uh, in a Piggly Wiggly uh, (laughs) parking lot. But this one's not. This is an ECW. New Jack versus Just Incredible. Am I in this? You are in this. You're there. You don't do much in this one. But it's just an interesting pairing, interesting match. Okay. We'll see. It's something we haven't watched before. But again, I have seen them wrestle in a Piggly Wiggly. We might have to watch that one later. <laughs> Piggly Wiggly? Is that a department store? That is a uh, Southern-based um, supermarket chain. Oh. <laughs> yes, they wrestled, I uh, like, a year ago or a year or two. One or two years ago, um, they wrestled in a Piggly Wiggly. Sounds good. All right. Hey, you go get your groceries. You see some uh, Just Incredible versus New Jack. All right. If you want to follow me, it's at Chad EMB. If you want to go to my website, it's IBExclusives.com. Get yourself a perfectly rated T-shirt while supplies last. I I might not make any more after this just because, I mean, I think I've carried this boat as far as I can carry it. <laughs> so unless people, They're still selling, but I got a few left from the last, the second batch and once they're gone, I don't know. I might have to go in a different direction and come up with something clever again. So we shall If see. they're still selling, you need to make more. That means they're over. Dumb, dumb. We'll keep them going. Keep the uh, the cards okay. and letters safely rolling in. Oh, That's you all should I make got. onesies for babies. I would love that. I would love a hat. You can I can't do find that. a good hat. I can't. I want a fitted hat. I can't find a good like hat maker. Oh. Come on. Possibilities are endless. That's all I got. Put them on frisbees bumper stickers do it up uh, across the board i am at ecw diva francine on social media on twitter you can find me at www.twitter.tv forward slash ecw diva francine and to get a cameo which are always a good time please visit me at my twitter and use the link provided we hope everyone is staying safe and healthy and with that that is a wrap Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Tuesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. 